baseball fans, and welcome to Sully Baseball Daily, the podcast we talk about baseball 365 days a year. Unless it's a leap year, then we're going to do another one. I've been doing this every single day since October 24th, 2012, and guess what? It's September. It's September 1, 2016. I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully. I'm recording this from the Sully Baseball Studio in Palo Alto, California, the birthplace of Oakland A's manager Bob Melvin and Los Angeles Dodgers center fielder Jock Peterson. Holy crap, it's September. If your team's contending right now, congratulations. You're, you're rooting for a contender. You have made it to this point of the year. And if we're taking a look at all the teams of who's going to be in the playoffs, if the playoffs started today, if the playoffs started today, you'd see Toronto, you'd see Cleveland, you'd see Texas, you'd see Boston, you would see, you know, the teams that you expect would be in this baby. The Tigers have clawed back into it. The Orioles, you know, can't put the aft thrusters on. The Nats seem to be pushing away with the the, uh, the division, but the Mets refuse to give up and be quiet. The Cubs are obviously in it. The Dodgers are hanging on, although they didn't look too good against the Colorado Rockies, and the Giants got a much-needed win. And boy, did the Red Sox need that grand slam from Hanley Ramirez and the great performance from Jackie Bradley Jr. It's an interesting thing, September. When you get to September 1, you are really now looking at, okay, we've got got one more month of this, and this is going to be the difference between a year that could very well be the year that fans have been waiting for their whole lives, or could be a year that's like, oh, man, we let it slip away. We let it slip away. Now, one thing, when I was looking up this podcast, I did some homework for this podcast. And I actually have, if you see um, what I'm looking at right now, I got papers all in front of me just so I have. And I'm moving these papers around because I want to be able to refer to them like, uh, like the conductor with the orchestra right now. As we enter September, I started to wonder, going back to the beginning of the wildcard era, the beginning of the wildcard era, I mean, officially the wildcard era began in 1994. That was the first year of the three divisions and having a wildcard team, but there was no conclusion to that season because of the strike. So really the first year that we had the three division system and a wildcard uh, play out, was in 1995. So I began from 1995 to present as the era of the wild card. It's been, you know, two, more than two decades now. It's amazing when you think of it. We've had more than two decades of a wild card. Using the rule of seven, if you're 27, 28 years old, you don't know baseball other than with a wild card. And attendance seems to be fine and things seem to be okay. So let's not all panic. But taking the arrow of the wild card, 1995 to present, I wanted to go back to each September 1st. If I went back to each September 1st and looked at who was in a position for a playoff spot, 
either as a division leader or as a wild card leader, and try to find the teams that on September 1st were, yep, it's September 1st, and right now we're in position for for a playoff spot. Which one of those teams failed to make the playoffs altogether? And when I say that, I have to put this caveat because a couple of teams I'm about to mention wound up playing a one-game playoff that they lost. I don't count that. You have to either be in the wildcard game, the division series, or the league championship series. None of this, you made it to a game 163. The hell is that? Do you hear that? Am I in the middle of a blender? What am I listening to right now? My God, I just set up all these papers. I just set up all these papers. I'm hearing the wrath of God on top of me. What in the name of Yahweh am I listening to right now? Do you what? Your pal Sully's going to have to find another place to record. Okay, it's much later. And I am no longer in a room where there was a weird noise. You may, I don't know if the microphone picked it up. But there was a weird noise that was happening there. There would be no way I was about to do a podcast in there. Anyway, let's go over just this for a second. So I want to go take a look at the, you know, basically go year by year and take a look at the teams that when they woke up on September 1st were playoff teams and didn't even make the postseason at all. Now, since the advent of the wild card, there have only been two seasons where every team that woke up on September 1st, finished the season in the playoffs. The only two years that happened where the where the entire playoff picture on September 1st was the same at the end of the year. 1999, all four teams in the AL, all four teams in the NL made the postseason. Remember, that's when there was only four and four. There's no wild card game that was played in. 99, and the other time, last year, all five teams in the AL and all five teams in the NL that woke up on September 1st wound up being in the playoffs. So one thing that changed was the Astros and the Rangers flipped. Uh, the Astros were in first place, the Rangers were in second place, and the year finished with the Rangers in first and the Astros as the wild card. Okay, now, going to the first the first year of, well, let's just go work backwards. So, so 2014, all five AL teams made it in. Uh, the Royals and Rangers were tied in the Central. The Brewers, I bet you forgot this, in 2014, on September 1st, the Brewers were a wildcard team and only one game out of first place. They missed the playoffs altogether. They were passed by the Pittsburgh Pirates. In 2013, the on September 1st, the Rangers led the AL uh, West by one game. They finished the game, the, the season with a one-game playoff with Tampa Bay to get to the wild card, which they lost. The A's passed them to win the division. Uh, in 2012, the White Sox led the division by one game, and they were passed by the Tigers. Uh, also, the A's passed the Rangers for the division, but when they woke up on this time, the, both the A's and the Rangers were playoff teams. Of course, in 2011, if you're a Red Sox fan, oh, those were the those were the four seasons where there was a there were ten teams all together making the postseason. Now, it's only been it's been pretty clear that with the new 
uh, wild card playing game, then you've got a really good chance of making the postseason if you're in first place on September 1st. 92.5% of the teams that were in a playoff spot in September 1 wound up playing in the postseason. That's, that's a pretty good percentage. The Brewers, Rangers, and the White Sox were the only teams to blow it under the current system, and no teams blew it last year. Now, under the old system, where there was just the four and four, you know, three division winners and one wildcard team, you saw it became a more regular occurrence. In 2012, the Red Sox were in first place in the division by half a game on September 1st and led Tampa Bay by nine games. Well, Tampa Bay made up all nine games that September, and the Red Sox had a colossal collapse. Um, the Braves were only a little bit worse than the Red Sox in terms of a collapse. They led the wild card by seven and a half games on September 1st, and they missed the playoffs altogether. They were passed by the Cardinals. I'll make a note on that in a second. Uh, the year before that, the Padres led the division by three games over the Giants, and the Giants would not have been a playoff team at that point. Remember that for a second. In 2009, the Tigers led the division by three and a half games on September 1st, wound up losing a one-game playoff to Minnesota. Going back 2008, the Twins were tied with the White Sox for the division lead, and when the season ended, they played a one-game playoff, which the White Sox won. Also that year in 2008, the Mets had a two-game lead over the Phillies, who would not have been a wildcard team at that point. The Mets lost the division to the Phillies, and the Brewers passed them in the wildcard. Remember that for a second. In 2007, uh, all the AL teams made it in, but you had the two best teams in the National League on September 1st were the Mets and the Padres, and neither one of those teams made the postseason. The Mets led the division by three games. The Padres were tied with Arizona for the league league in the NL West, um, and they both both the Padres and the Diamondbacks would have been qualified. You know, One would be the division where the other would have been the wild card. Well, as it turned out, the Diamondbacks won the division. The Rockies were six games out, and they wound up beating San Diego the one-game playoff and eventually went on to win the pennant. Remember that for a second. Uh, in 2006, the defending world champion White Sox were the wild card team by half a game over Minnesota. Uh, eventually, the Twins would pass the White Sox and Detroit for the uh, to win the division, and the White Sox didn't get a chance to defend their World Series title. In 05, I actually forgotten this, the uh, A's were tied with the Angels for the division lead, but they wound up falling short of the postseason. And the Phillies were a wildcard team, half a game ahead of the Astros. Remember that in the first second. In 2004, the A's, again, had a three-game lead on the Angels, but they missed the playoffs. And the Cubs had a three-game wildcard lead over the Houston Astros. But remember, the Astros finished 2004 with a 22-7 and run to make October. Uh, 2003, the Mariners had a one-game lead in the wild card and only trailed the A's by two games, but they were passed by the Red Sox. That was the Grady Little Aaron Boone year. And on September 1st, the Red Sox woke up and they wouldn't even have been a postseason team. 
And the Astros and the Cardinals were tied for first place on September 1st. And neither of them made the postseason as they were both passed by the Cubs. That was the Steve Bartman series. I hate that it's called that, but i got to say that so people remember what series I'm talking about. Uh, in 2002, the Dodgers had a two-game lead over the Giants, but they lost the, uh, uh, for the wild card and missed the playoffs. 2001, I had no memory of this, that the Phillies were tied with the Braves for the division lead and the Cubs led the wild card. They both fell short. In 2000, the Indians had a one-game lead in the wild card, uh, and they actually went 19-12 and 12 down the stretch, but the A's went 22-6, and six, and they passed the Mariners, they passed the Indians, and the Indians sat out that postseason. Uh, 99, as I mentioned, all the teams made it in. 98, the Angels had a two-and-a-half game lead over the Rangers, but they wound up losing the division. 97, the Dodgers led by two games over the Giants. Giants wound up winning the division. In 96, the White Sox led the wild card by a game. Uh, but they lost to Baltimore, and the Astros led the Cardinals by a game and a half, but lost the division. Also, just side note, 96 at, on September 1st, the Expos, the Montreal Expos, trailed the wild card by only half a game. Okay. And then 95, the Angels had a six-and-a-half game lead over the Seattle Mariners on September 1, and the Royals were tied with the Mariners for the wild card. The Angels collapsed, and the Royals collapsed, and the Yankees, who were sub-500 on September 1st, wound up winning the wild card. Uh, and also the Astros started that uh, September tied with the Rockies for the wild card. Now, why did I go through all that? Why did I go through each one of those years individually? I'll tell you exactly why. Because in those years... The teams that I just casually mentioned that I guarantee you, unless you were a diehard fan of the teams that I just mentioned, you forgot that on September 1st, those teams woke up with a chance to be a playoff team. The A's in 2005, the Dodgers in 2002, blah, 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 right down the line. But when they woke up, they were thinking, man, we've got a great chance. Now, under, if you take the entire wild card era from 95 to, to 2015, there were 176 playoff teams, and 146 of them woke up on September 1st with a playoff spot. That's 82%. That's still a great chance. And those teams that I just mentioned that were on the outside looking in come playoff time, their fan bases were thinking, could this be it? Could this be it? Think about those years with the A's, a bounce here or a bounce there, and they would have advanced. Well, imagine if they'd gotten in in 04 or 05. Imagine how the lives of Grady Little and Steve Bartman would have been much different if the status quo were maintained in 2003. The Red Sox would have been the outside looking in, and the Cubs would have been, oh, yeah, there was nothing nothing big happened that year. Yeah, they came in third behind the Astros and the Cardinals. And Steve Bartman would be speaking, hey, Steve, he's big, huge Cub fans. Where's his headphones to the games? But, you know, no matter. You know, but the thing I want to point out is for each one of those fan bases, 
going into September, you're thinking, man, we have a shot. This could be our year. This could be our year, Milwaukee Brewers, in 2014. They would have been a wild card team. The wild card that year was between the Giants and the Pirates. Wait a second, the Giants? Yeah. The Giants in 2014 were a wild card team. They won the whole kit and also the caboodle. You saw wild card teams winning World Series or getting into the World Series in 97, in 2000, in 2002, where two wild card teams faced off, in 2003, 2004, 2005, 2006, 2007, 2011. Wild card teams made it into the World Series in every one of those years. As I said, two of those years, the World Series was between two wild card teams, 2002 and 2014. And for those fan bases, looking up saying, man, that could have been us. Those years of those teams that I mentioned, those could have been the years that those fan bases just cling to. The Padres in 2010, what are you, nuts? And the thing I wanted to point out, notice some of the scenarios that I just said. I'm going to say a couple of teams. The 2002 Giants woke up on September 1st, 2002. They weren't a playoff team then. They went to the World Series that year. The Astros in 2005, again, not a playoff team when they woke up on September 1st, 2005, went to the World Series that year. The Rockies in 2007, far from a playoff, from a playoff spot when they woke up in September 1st. They wound up going to the World Series. And most significantly, in 2008, the Phillies were not a playoff team when they woke up on September 1st. The Mets were, and they were not a wildcard team. And what happened? The Phillies that year won the World Series. 2010, when the Padres looked like it was going to be their year, and they wound up having a three-game lead over the San Francisco Giants on September 1st, 2010, what happened that year? The Giants won the World Series, and I witnessed what euphoria that was for San Francisco fans. Padre fans wondered, could that have been us? Could that have been us? Well, what about the Braves who coughed up the wild card in 2011 and allowed the Cardinals to sneak in? And what did the Cardinals do? They wound up upsetting the Phillies, upsetting the Brewers, and winning that amazing 2011 World Series. Remember when the Rangers were one strike away twice from winning the World Series? The team that beat them? They were trailing by seven and a half games when they woke up on September 1st. They were more than a week away from the postseason, a week behind the Atlanta Braves. And if you were coming up to a Cardinal fan in 2011 and said, hey, what do you think? I, said, I don't know. I mean, fine, the Cardinals had a nice year, but you know, not, it's not like this is going to be a memorable year. Uh-oh, they're the world champions. And it becomes one of those years where you hold up the posters and the pictures and David Freeze is a cult hero for all time. Instead of the La Russa Pujols years ending with a whimper, it ends with the ultimate bang. 
This is what happens when you win it all. And the teams that I mentioned could have given their fan bases the year that they've been waiting their whole lives for. Now, as we look at the playoff picture, it's starting to become more and more clear. But there could be a fringe playoff team. There could be a fringe contender who winds up clawing their way back into the playoff picture. And when that happens, which team will be the one that falls out, that spends not just this offseason, but possibly all time grinding their teeth thinking, man, what could have been? It's September. This is all people remember is what happens between now and the end of the playoffs. All that we've witnessed so far in this series is prologue. So who owned baseball for the final day of August 2016? Uh, Ricky Nolasco's complete game shutout over the Reds gave the Angels a 3-0 win. Rubnet Odor, man, he just wants to keep owning baseball. Another two-home run game. And the Rangers pounded Felix Hernandez and the Mariners 14-1. Matt Garza, three strong innings, striking out eight Cardinals. The Brewers are not contenders this year, but they're putting the Cardinals a bit on their heels. And Andrew Tolles hit a two-out grand slam in the ninth to complete the Dodgers' weird 10-8 comeback over the Rockies. Half-wops, Brandon Finnegan struck out nine Angels in that game, but wound up taking the loss for the Cincinnati Reds. Ross Detweller, seven strong innings for the A's, but the A's bullpen fell apart. Jonathan Scoop. Is it Shope or Scoop? Can't remember. All I know is three for five with a home run, but the Orioles lost to Toronto five to three. And Steven Cardulo homered in the first game of the doubleheader and hit a grand slam in the second, which is quite a birthday for him. But the Dodgers wound up beating the Rockies 10 to eight in that weird, strange game. So if you're keeping score at home, that would be Ricky Nolasco, Rudin Odor, Matt Garza, and Andrew Tolles got full wops, half wops to Ross Detweiler, Jonathan Scope, Brandon Finnegan, and Stephen Cardulo. Go to SullyBaseball.com, like me on Facebook, subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, Twitter, Stitcher, Instagram, I'm everywhere. The music is by Ted Thacker and Patrick Kaliski. Thinking about the Octobers that could have been, this has been the Sully Baseball Daily Podcast for the first day of September 2016. I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Do what you can do? You can call me Sully.